Welcome back to another episode of QHO On Air. Today, we will be having Big Brothers and Big Sisters Jonas, and they are an organization that pairs youth that are facing adversities and pairs them with a mentor to aid them in, in success and confidence. Investing in the program can lead to 18 times more impactful involvement of youth within society and the community. Okay, so I guess we're going to just get started with introductions to get to know a bit more about you. So if you wouldn't mind, can you tell us a bit more about yourself? Uh, yeah, so my name is Graham Oswald. Um, I'm the manager of volunteer recruitment and intake for Big Brothers Big Sisters of Kingston, Frontenac, Lennox, and Addington. Um, I also support on the BGC Southeast side. Uh, so BGC Southeast is a recent rebranding of the Boys and Girls Club of Kingston and area. Um, and I'm also partnered in uh, MSE, Mentoring Southeast. Uh, so what Mentoring Southeast is, is it's a group of uh, three partner agencies. Uh, so myself at Big Brothers Big Sisters. Um, we have uh, someone connected on the BGC Southeast side, um, as well as representation from um, youth diversion. Um, and so that, um, that uh, connection between those three agencies is a way to kind of... Um, better access volunteer resources and, and find um, the best fit for volunteers. Um, so if, uh, if someone is coming looking to volunteer specifically with, uh, with youth, you know, kind of 16, 17 or older, um, Big Brothers Big Sisters, we only serve um, 6 to 16, but we'll support up to 18. Um, so, you know, rather than just being like, oh, sorry, we don't have anything for you and kind of sending folks away, um, it's, it's enabled to uh, a way to keep that connection. Um, and connect folks with other agencies and, um, and still help guide the, the volunteer for uh, what uh, what fits best. Um, I've been with BGC, Big Brothers Big Sisters, um, collectively for about 11 years now, um, maybe 10, maybe 11, um, around then. Um, um, so cool. I, uh, but in my current role of uh, volunteer um, recruitment and intake and screening, um, it's been about two, two and a half years now. Wow, okay. Um, so how did you get involved in this type of work? Yeah, so I mean, that's uh, always one of my, my favorite questions. I've, I've seen <laughs> quite a journey in, in my time in the field. Um, I've been working with kids for about 15 years now. Um, honestly, since since I was still a kid, I was a youth and I was a, a youth leader. Um, I, uh, I always knew I wanted to, to work with young people and work in, in social service. Um, so when I graduated high school, I went into the child and youth work program uh, back when it was still CYW with St. Lawrence College. Um, so that was a three year program there. Um, and then when I graduated from that, I did a postgrad in um, autism and behavioral science. Um, right out of school, I, uh, I got connected with uh, Boys and Girls Club when it was still Boys and Girls Club. Um, I did a lot of enhanced support worker role. Um, so working, you know, one on one, one on two, one on three. Uh, with young people who uh, who don't necessarily um, integrate as well into a, a program as, uh, say, a neurotypical young person would, um, or someone who's who's um, not facing a lot of adversity or a lot of challenges. Um, so I helped, you know, kind of integrate them into program and set them up for success, as well as working with staff to um, change the the program and redevelop the program um, so that it was successful for the young person as well. Um, from there, I moved into marketing and sales, which was really weird. Um, <laughs> was not at all my 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 background, but um, I got a lot out of it, and, and I learned a lot about um, you know just kind of customer service skills, interacting with uh, with the grown ups. I went into child and youth work to work with the kids and not the grown ups. 
Um, so I was a uh, I was a bouncy castle guy for for three or four years, which was uh, which was a lot of fun. I was a licensed bouncy castle mechanic. Um, <laughs> so I, I did that uh, for a while, um, and then eventually transitioned into a, a more managerial role with after school programs and summer camps. Um, so I had three or four sites under my belt, um, you know, managing the staff teams that were uh, running those programs there. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of a, a culmination of all of that um, eventually led me to to my current role. Um, so it's it's kind of the the perfect situation where I have the customer service skills and, and the interaction and the the working with the grownups mm-hmm. um, from the uh, the marketing side. Um, as well as you know, I've I've been in program as a program leader. I I see the value and the impact of having connections with young people and, and having that mentoring role um, and then having the the language and, and that kind of real life experience um, to, to advocate for its efficacy. <clears throat> yeah, Very that's nice. awesome. Um, how are the BGC and Big Brothers Big Sisters connected or like how does that work? Yeah, so that's a that's a really good question. Um, we're uh, we're one of only a few um, national um, or organizations nationally that have that that very specific um, connection. Um, so I think it was maybe about seven years ago. Time, time seems to blur together, especially <laughs> after the last three. Um, but but probably about six or seven years ago, um, Big Brothers Big Sisters and and uh, BGC Boys and Girls Club at the time. Um, f- created this uh, this connection. Um, it it was very much just a way of of um, sharing community connection as well as sharing resources. Um, so being able to uh, to support each other in in the areas that we both really thrive in. Um, BGC Southeast is um, is heavily embedded in obviously the after school programs, March break camp, summer camp. Um, it is very much more than than childcare though. We we very intentionally work hard at that. Um, and, you know, focusing on the skills training and, and the connection and the building relationships um, while also, you know, having tons of fun, playing lots of dodgeball and learning how to cook and doing crafts and, and running around, um, but has has more of an intentional focus on on the recreation side. Um, so it's it's authorized recreational programming. It's it's high five accredited. Um, and then on the big brothers, big sister side. Um, quite uh, quite a bit smaller of an organization in terms of uh, the number of staff we have working um, and, uh, and that kind of connection. Um, and we're very heavily um, oriented in the one-to-one mentorship side. Um, and uh, so, you know, with our connection with BGC, we've been able to help kind of develop that, that mentoring connection that the staff are able to have with the young people. Um, and then um, conversely, you know, uh, BGC Southeast, helps us on our side with more of that kind of group-based programming style and, and that recreation um, side. Um, so I, again, it, it is a, a great culmination of, of two different um, worlds and dynamics and types of programming that both have incredible value. Um, so being able to take that value from each and kind of mix and match um, really helps us support these young people and, and meet them where they're at and, um, and, and provide the support that they need. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Nice. we've kind of um, been talking about this a lot, but for people who might not know, can you kind of describe in your own words, like what the purpose is of Big Brothers Big Sisters? Um, absolutely. I, I'll start by using um, kind of our, not my own words, but but our, our mission and our vision. So our, our mission statement is to provide a safe, supportive, um, sorry, to provide safe, supportive spaces and positive mentoring relationships where young people experience new opportunities 
develop confidence and skills for life. Um, and then our vision is that all people discover and achieve their full potential. Um, for me, to put it more in my own personal words, is is it's that um, it's that connection. You know, it's it's um, I and I, I encourage mentors as we go through the process, and, and all of our staff reflect on this a lot. Um, but you know, when when you've had a tough time in your childhood, or um, or when you you kind of reflect on your own personal upbringing. Um, and, and really looking at your own personal mentors and, and people that you've had in your own life, even if it was just like a small moment, like a teacher or an after school program leader, um, or a longer term connection with, with a caregiver or a guardian or, or friends even, um, and really reflecting on, okay, what did they say? What did they do? And realizing how, how that changes how you are as a person and, and changed your trajectory as with, with your own upbringing. Um, I've talked with with a lot of um, mentors like one of my favorite things to hear is when um, someone wants to volunteer to be a big brother or a big sister and says, yeah, I was a little brother or I was a little sister and it really did have that big impact on me. Now I want to be that big brother or, or be that big sister that that's really just the, the proof in the pudding for me. Um, we, uh, we have a mentor that recently came through. He was like, yeah, it started off where like my big brother dressed really cool. So it was like, oh, I want to dress like him. Yeah. My big brother got a haircut and he was like, oh, I, I want to be like him. I want to look like him. So I cut my hair like him. And then as he got older and they were hanging out, he was like, oh, my big brother is really, really nice to people when wherever we're out in public or, or he'll, um, he'll interact with, uh, with folks out on the street and is always really kind or willing to help. I want to do that because I want to be like him and I, I want to have that connection. Um, so it, it really, there really is the potential to, to pretty drastically train, change the trajectory of, um, of a young person's life just by showing up and, and just by, by spending time with them. Um, I, I have a lot of conversations with folks who are um, maybe not necessarily nervous, but maybe a bit hesitant about coming into the program. Um, I hear a lot like, who am I to think I can change the life of a child? And yet you, you, you don't have to think that like, and if anyone listening to this is thinking about it, honestly, you don't have to think about that. You don't have to worry about that. The biggest part of, of what we see these young people needing is just someone who's going to show up, you know, someone who wants to be there because they genuinely want to be there. Um, and then everything else kind of comes along as a part of that. And, and with building that connection, um, and again, even in my own personal time, um, working in after school programs, summer camps, I've had conversations with, uh, with young people like seven or eight years after actually working with them when, when they're quite a bit older and they'll come up and be like, you're, you're Graham, right? And be like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't remember you. And we'll chat a bit and be like, yeah, you, you don't like marshmallows, right? And, and so it's exactly that, like this, clearly this very small conversation I had, I had with this young woman at the time, older woman. Now I had talked about marshmallows apparently, and it's true. I don't like marshmallows, um, but had, had that really resonated with her and, and really connected with her. So again, you know, just, just showing up because you want to be there and being open and honest and, and intentional about creating connections with kids. Um, it, it makes such a huge difference later down the line. Yeah. I, worked at the BGC this past summer. And oh yeah. There was a kid in my group who had like a big brother and big sister. And I find that like he always wanted attention. Not like he would misbehave because he just wanted attention and like someone to connect with. 
and having that big brother or big sister, big brother, um, they would go off and like do an activity that he would like doing and then come back and then be like a lot more motivated to want to do the activities and want to participate and want to talk to his mm-hmm. friends and stuff. So I saw like a big change. First hand, yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's so incredible to hear. And, and that's really it. And I mean, like, it's, it's tough to be a kid. It's, it's hard to be yeah. a kid. You're at knee level of all of the grownups running around mm-hmm. and, and carrying on. And, you know, when someone takes that time to get down onto your level and, and come into your world and, and be a part of your world because you want to, um, it is really remarkable how, how much of a difference that makes. I'm so glad you got to, uh, to see that over the summer. That's so yeah. exciting. That's so nice. Do you feel like you had a mentor in your life that kind of inspired you? Like you've been talking a lot about how you see other people have these connections, but is there somebody in your life that you, it kind of like sparked your like desire to get involved in this kind of work? Yeah, that's, um, whew, that's a really good question. I, I like that question. <laughs> I spend so much of my day asking other people about, about their mentors. So I'm always happy to uh, obviously talk about myself. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm if I'm probably going to send my mom the link of this podcast. I'm a big Aww. mom's boy. She's a, she's a yeah, it's usually the reaction. Um, an incredible woman, very very um, compassionate, very caring, very hardworking, very good at um, at you know reflecting on situations and and seeing where other folks are coming from. Um, my my dad again. I'm I'm very privileged with with my upbringing and and the folks I had in my corner. Um, my dad, when it when it comes to that, um, you know, very very um, stoic way of of uh, approaching professional situations, um, keeping a, a cool head in in the moment. You know, it's later on you you feel your emotions and you go you go through the the cycles of that. Um, but but when approaching situations in, in terms of like professionalism and and work ethic and and dedication to to a task, um, a lot of the other, I mean, th- those are obviously the the big two. Um, and my sister too. Shout, shout out to her as as well. I guess <laughs> things. Um, but a, a lot of them are very much um, they're they're. So I I do a TED talk. I show a TED talk in my training um, through through Drew Dudley. Um, he uh, he talks a lot about like leadership and and mentorship, and he talks a lot about um, he calls them lollipop moments. Um, so he he has a whole story. Go go check out the video. It it really is quite remarkable. Or I mean, you can be a mentor and come through my training, and I'll show it. <laughs> um, but uh, he he talks about these these very small moments and and um, just you know kind, caring, funny, engaged moments um, that can fundamentally shift and fundamentally change how how folks interact with uh, with others and, and with the world around them. Um, and that's where I see a lot of my own personal mentorship. Um, I, I really like to, to take the best of people with me and, and the best of interactions with me. Um, so like I've, I've been in situations where I've been running a program with a group of kids and I'll say something and I'll kind of reflect on it and be like, oh, I remember when a teacher I had in high school used to always say that. I guess I that really resonated with me. Um, I had a, a mentoring in marketing and sales. He might listen to this Morgan Davis. He's with Queens now. Um, who, who honestly, I didn't even realize had as much of an impact on me un, until I, I really reflected on, on what I say and, and even some of his mantras that I've taken with me. Um, that, uh, that again is, it's, it's these little pieces of other, uh, other people that I've brought with me. Um, and, and, you know, I try and take the best of everyone and, and amalgamate that into, into, to action and, and doing my best. 
Um, I, I also like to think that I'm one of my own personal mentors as well. Um, especially in a field like this, being having that self-awareness, having that um, that desire for personal growth and, and introspection is a really big part of it. Um, so, you know, it's uh, we have um, we break our mentor training down into elements. Um, so we have like express care, provide support, um, expand possibilities, challenge growth. There's four. There's another one that I'm forgetting, but you'll have to come to the training and find out. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's not just, OK, am I doing this with a young person? Am I doing this with people in my lives, but am I doing this for myself? Am I challenging my own growth? Am I providing support to myself? Um, so, you know, it's, it, the person that you spend the most of your time with in your life is is yourself. So being able to to be your own big mentor and being my own big mentor is, is a really big uh, part of it. Mm -hmm. And anyone I forgot, you're still great. And I love you and I appreciate <laughs> everything you've done for you. It's just, we would be here for six and a half hours if I were <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, that's super cool. Um, going back to Big Brothers Big Sisters, how are the mentors matched and what is it like? Oh, we've already touched on this, but what is the process of matching mentors and little brothers and little sisters? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we do have a, a couple of um, pretty specific matching um, processes depending on processes, doesn't matter, um, depending on the program that they're applying for. Um, there is a, there is a pretty intensive screening process as well. Do you want me to uh, to kind of touch on that and preamble with that? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, so the the screening process is a lot in the sense that um, there we are we are very intentional at how how we do it. Um, it's all based on creating a successful match. Um, so you know, not only a successful match for the the young person, but for the mentor as well. Um, on a very surface level, we we try and match just based on, you know, do you like the same stuff? Are you going to want to do the same stuff when you're together? Um, because if you're not, that's not going to be fun for anyone. Um, and then if we can, on a much deeper level, when it comes to, um, you know, lived experience, um, self-identification is another really big part of it. Um, so the example I use is uh, is a bit surface level, but it's, it's pretty uh, pretty fun and pretty cute. Um, so we were uh, doing a, a family interview with uh, with a young person who lived on a farm and was talking about all of the, the animals. She was like, yeah, oh, I love riding horses and we have llamas and goats and pigs and everything like that. Like, oh, that's cool. That's fun. Well, that's good to know. We, we jotted it down. Um, and then later on in the interview, she was talking about how um, she uh, she's with an adopted mother um, and was currently looking into finding her her biological mother or was kind of on the fence about it and, and wasn't sure. Um, and she was like, okay, great. And we noted that down and went on with the interview. And then it was it was wild, the stars aligning or whatever on this one. Um, maybe two and a half, three weeks later, we were um, we were interviewing a uh, a mentor, a big sister. Um, and we were just kind of talking. She was like, oh, yeah, I did a lot of like equestrian riding and, and horse riding and everything when, when I was a um, kid. It's like, okay, cool. That's, you know, interested in the same things, everything like that. Um, and then when we were talking about her own personal relationships, uh, she talked a lot about how she had very recently connected with her biological mother because she was adopted. <laughs> and, and so, uh, again, just trying to you know it's it's i like to um i did a an equity diversity inclusion training a while back um and uh, the, a phrase that really resonated with me hey it's one of my mentors um was nothing about us without us so again you know no one is going to have an understanding of that lived experience better than someone who has lived it 
Um, so if we can pair on on that kind of level, um, all all the better for for that connection in that match. Bit of a tangent, um, but that's why it's so intensive. That that's why we go through it like that. Um, so it starts out with an initial application, confidentiality agreement, and a release form. Um, we get uh, three references from our potential mentors. Um, references are one of my favorite things to do. They're so much fun. Um, they're pretty cool how we do them. Uh, so we get a, a vulnerable sector or an employer reference, which is just kind of your run, or, run of the mill reference. Um, we do um, we do personal references. Um, so you know we a lot of buddies or a lot of neighbors down the road or people who have you know friendship kind of relationships, not work related or anything like that. Um, and then we'll do a, a significant other or a family reference. Um, family reference is probably my favorite. I talk to a lot of very proud grandmas, um, <laughs> a lot of proud moms and dads or primary caregivers. Um, it's not really a job interview kind of reference. It's really just a way to, you know, get to get to know someone better through the eyes of people in their lives and interact with. Um, after that, we set up a mentor interview. Um, can be pretty intensive um, because, again, just kind of looking for that that life experience and, and uh, relationship building and those connections. Um, we usually set aside two hours for them. Um, most of them maybe take 60 to 90 minutes. Um, shortest one I've ever done, I think, was 37 minutes. Longest one I've ever done was three hours and 17 minutes. Um, it really just depends on, on how much you like to talk and, and what you like to, to talk about. Um, for those listening that think that that's really intense, it's not a job interview. It's really just us talking about life and kind of shooting the breeze. Um, I like to think I'm a pretty fun guy and a pretty nice guy. So I try and make it go by pretty, pretty quickly and, and not to be too, too intensive. Um, once we, uh, we finish the interview, um, we do a, uh, we do provide a training. Um, so it's a, a developmental relationships framework training. Um, so it touches on uh, the the elements that I was talking about before. And it's it's really just a way of putting language to what it is to be a nice person, what it is to to be nice to a young person, to want to create a connection with a young person um, and and then kind of building building off of that and seeing everything else come come as a result of that. Um, once we have that done, um, also another big one is we uh, we need a, a vulnerable sector check through through Kingston police as well. Um, once we do all of that intake, we do um, a final, I guess, audit for for want of a better word of the whole intake process um, before we we decide if we're going to move forward or if we need more information or if it's unfortunately not a fit. Um, and then from there, we do the um, we do the matching process. Intake is a, across the board for volunteers is is the same for all of our programs. Matching is a little bit different. Um, so we have a site-based one-to-one program. Um, all of this information can be found on our website. Um, also, you can always give me a call. I'm clearly happy to talk about it. Um, and so site-based one-to-one relationships, uh, a commitment of at least a year, um, two or three hours uh, once a week. Um, and so the matching process for that is we um, we kind of, again, review your intake, your interview, everything like that. Um, and find some young people on our wait list that we think would be a good match. Um, we send you um, confidential um, and uh, like it's not not redacted, but we word it very intentionally to not identify this young person quite yet at that gate, at that part out of the gate. Um, and we send two or three of those and you kind of pick who you think, oh, this sounds like someone I would be able to connect well with. 
um, you're not matched from that point. There are a couple of other steps that, that we um, put, uh, put in process there. Um, once you, you've picked your profile, uh, be prepared that you will also kind of write your own little profile about yourself. Um, so if ever there was a time to brag about yourself, it's at Big Brothers Big Sisters. <laughs> um, and then we send that to the parents or the whoever the, the primary caregiver is. If they think it's a, a fit, we set up a match introduction. Um, so one of our staff guide um, yourself and whoever the primary caregiver is through the introduction. Um, it's... <laughs> I call it a vibe check. It, it, that's not written in our standards anywhere, a vibe check. Um, but that really is what it is. Um, no one's going to know the young person better than the primary caregiver, um, you know, just to, to see if, if you think it would be a fit, if you mesh, if you get along, if you like the same stuff, everything like that. Um, if that goes well, we set up a second introduction where we then introduce the child. Um, again, just another vibe check to be like, hey, are you and the child going to get along? Do you like the same stuff? That kind of thing. Um, if it is, um, if folks do think it will be successful, great. We give you the, the thumbs up and, and we create the match from there and share contact info and, and set up um, the, the first time you'll connect, everything like that. Um, if it's not successful, so if the caregiver isn't comfortable, if the child isn't comfortable, equally as importantly, if the mentor isn't comfortable, um, not everyone's going to get along with everyone always. That's fine. We, that's just the way life is. Uh, we just thank everyone for their time, send some new profiles and kind of rinse and repeat from there until we do find a match. Um, we're very success oriented here. We, we want folks to feel that they're very successful and, and that they're being put into uh, a situation where they can thrive and grow. Um, so we do our best to, to create that. Um, for our in-school mentoring program, most of the young people um, for in-school, um, so you know, it's, it's obviously during the school year is the commitment. Um, we have a minimum of up until the end of April, just because three quarters of the city goes home and leaves at the end of April with Queen St. Lawrence, um, RMC, everything like that. Um, but if folks are staying in town, it can go up until the end of June. One hour, once a week, you meet on school property. Um, and the majority of those young people are identified by the school administrative staff um, as, as needing a bit of additional support during the, the school day. Um, very, uh, very similar to what you would have seen during your summer camp. You know, they just kind of pop in, help them hit that refresh button and, and build from there, um, which in a summer camp is, is obviously very great. Um, but, but in school, there's a lot of value and a lot of impact there. Um, it's, it's nine hours a day where you're working hard and you're not getting paid. I mean, paid in free education, but kids don't see it like that, right? Um, and uh, so matching process is very similar to that, um, only uh, usually there's less parental involvement um, just because that's why the in-school mentoring uh, program exists um, and more connection with the, the school and, and our service delivery staff. Um, but setting up the introduction and everything is, is very similar for that. Um, and then we run um, some group-based programs, um, so that aren't necessarily one-to-one. -one. Uh, some of them are one-to-three, some of them are there aren't any really specific structured matches um, for those ones. It's kind of just, hey, you show up to the program, you meet the kids, you hang out with the kids. Um, if we we see the potential, um, you know, for, for the young person and the mentor and the mentor's comfortable and looking for more of a um, an intensive or an intentional uh, connection, like, hey, this is going really well. Maybe we can create this as a one to one match. Um, for those folks that I mentioned who are like, who am I to, to fix the life of a child or anything like that? Um, or have never worked with kids and are, are very nervous about it. 
um, the group-based programs, um, focused mentoring, school, school-based group, big bunch, everything like that. Those are really, really great ways. Plug, plug, like you mentioned, it was my, my elbow here. Um, to get involved with less of an intensive commitment, less of that one-to-one you're supported by our staff. Um, and isn't uh, as uh, as formal when it comes to the matching process. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you guys have had like a lot of success with like all the connections and all the different matches and stuff that you've made. But have there been any like big challenges that you've encountered or things that you've kind of faced as issues, quote unquote, when running this program? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's um, that's always a big one is um, is just finding the volunteers. Um, obviously huge shout out to the volunteers that we do have. Um, these are very, very busy folks who are finding an hour or two or three hours in their day because they want to help the next generation. They want to help the community. They want to help our agency. Um, but finding enough is always a challenge. Um, we have, uh, we have a hundred plus young people on our wait list who are looking for connections. Um, and, and that's, more heavier on the community-based side but also on the school-based side as as well um honestly if we said we had an infinite number of volunteers these schools these parents the community would still have more on the wait list um so it's you know it's people people need help these days people need support people need connection we've spent so much time inside and and i'm happy to meet with with both of you virtually but we spent so much time virtually mm-hmm. Um, so finding that that genuine in-person passionate caring connection um, is always a challenge. Um, the joke I always make is is cheese is very expensive because like, cheese is expensive. We we have a lot of folks who are working two or three jobs to, to I'm not trying to get too political, but you know to to make rent, to pay tuition fees, to to pay bills, um, and it's it's really hard to find the time to to do that for free. Um, mental capacity as well um i mean it's 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 not i don't want to say it's it's hard work because i don't want to scare any anyone away um and and it isn't because there is a lot of compassion and and play and fun and connection um but also we we live in a a very um tumultuous time i guess for for want of a better word um everyone in in our our country and, and other countries are increasingly becoming more and more polarized um, and it's, it's, we, we live in, we live in tough times. We, we live in scary times. So it's hard to be like, okay, after I work eight hours and, and no, I have to work six hours later at my serving shift or anything like that. Um, I'm going to spend an hour of my time being very vulnerable with a young person who is also very vulnerable. Um, the, the silver lining and the please don't be afraid of volunteering side of that is, um, there is a, a lot of evidence that shows that volunteering your time is is really good for your mental health spending time with young people and and making those connections is really good for your for for your mental health one of one of the things that and i mean i i love my job we all have days though one of the things that gets me through a lot is hey i know maybe tonight i can join program and i'm going to play with play-doh and it's going to be sweeter or i'm going to make maybe not slime because i don't like being sticky but you know make slime with kids or anything like that um, is really good for you and, and you know in, interacting with a young person who is is so so pure and so outspoken and, and hilarious kids are so funny um is is really good it's just you know finding the time finding the energy to to be able to do that um that being said we're working really hard as an agency to acknowledge that and develop and, and change and create new programs 
um, to to reduce those barriers and reduce those challenges. Um, so, you know, like having folks um, volunteering with our Big Bunch program where it is very staff supported and it's not a formal match. You just get to come and do crafts and, and play and have fun and, and run around um, or focused mentoring, which is an eight week program. Um, so there's volunteering opportunities before and after when it's not running, but it's not like, OK, I'm going to be connected with this young person for an entire year if you're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month it's a lot more pressure to be like, okay, I still have these 10 years left on my commitment versus, okay, I'm four weeks through the program. Maybe this isn't the best fit. Um, or maybe, you know, I can take a bit in between before the next program. Um, so it's, we're, we're at the, I'm going to toot our own horn here where we are, mm -hmm. we are doing very well at that. And, and, and um, I don't think we'll ever eliminate barriers just because that's, that's, not realistic in life ever, but we're really good at, at reducing those barriers, um, connecting with our mentors and our families and hearing that need um, and, and changing based on on that need um, is is certainly one of the, the challenges, but um, but we're, we're working very hard at it. And I think we're doing a really good job addressing it. Okay. Yeah, I also saw like going back to how volunteering is like super fulfilling. Mm -hmm. um, like when I volunteered with kids or like even at QHO when we did our activities, sometimes we would just like draw with the kids and that is like a mental health activity yeah. and also interacting with kids and it's super fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, and how can the Queen slash Kingston community get involved? <laughs> if you're looking for rewarding and impactful volunteer experience, uh give give me a call shoot, shoot me an email um i i will say so uh, my information is on our website if you just google um big brothers big sisters kingston mentoring southeast anything like that um there's a volunteer section it, it has all of the information um, posted there it has my contact information um graham g-r-a-h-a-m dot oswald o-s-w-a-l-d at big brothers big sisters dot c-a six one three five zero seven three three zero six extension four zero one um, if you have any questions, if you're nervous about it, if you want to learn more, please, please, please just give me a call. Shoot me an email. Um, again, based on how long it takes me to answer each one of these questions, I'd love to talk about it. I'm really, really, really passionate about it. If you are unsure, give me a call and we'll find out if you are sure or you're not sure. Um, but, you know, take, take, take the chance. Go, go for it. Think about it. Um, finding finding volunteers is is just the the biggest part of it um and and obviously my my very personal bias towards that support because that's my job that's that's what i do um i um i think a lot about you know queen's clubs specifically as well um so with with these new focused mentoring programs um that were that we're running new this year and and, and we're really excited about um learning about how we can run them efficiently um and, and effectively and, and really support these young people um, what's unique about the focused mentoring program, um, so they're they're based on a specific need or a specific topic that we see. Um, so we're running, oh, I didn't write the acronym down, but we're running a PRISM program right now. Um, so it's for our young people who are 2S LGBTQ um, self-identifying. Um, so, you know, we there, there's obviously a, a need for, for that area. Um, there are services out there, but we want to be one of those services to support those young people. Um, so, you know, if there's a 2SLGBT Queens Club that has a lot of resources or, or programming 
um, or even folks that are self-identifying. Again, it's that nothing about us without us. Um, so finding the the right mentors and and being the catalyst for creating those relationships and creating that support. Um, so if there's a, a club specifically that you know wants to come and volunteer, post information, spread the word about the programs we're running, that kind of stuff. Um, that's a really big part of it. Um, we're we're running um, an art attack program right now. So again, eight weeks, all specifically towards um, creating art and, and working with your hands and, and coloring and painting and doing cool crafts. Um, we want to run a um, an eight-week program specifically um, for those who uh, self-identify as being newcomers. Um, so again, obviously a very large need for that in Kingston um, and, you know, finding the right people with that lived experience to support the young people who are also going through that, that exact experience. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I want to run like a nutrition, a health and nutrition program, um, fit, fitness and, and being active and, and that kind of stuff. Um, so again, even, even if you don't do it professionally, it's just something you're passionate about or, or interested in, um, making those connections is, is really huge. Um, and then on, on kind of, I don't want to say bigger picture because that, that's kind of reductive, but on a, on a less my job side, I guess. Um, is, you know, that, that kind of very ground level of, of fundraising. Um, so we're, we're a not-for-profit organization. Our charitable number can be found on our website. Um, you know, donations, fundraisers, special events, connections, that kind of stuff is, is always fantastic. Um, and then, honestly, at, at the very, very ground level, one of the easiest things you can do, um, even especially with this podcast, is be like, oh, yeah, I heard about Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Kingston. And they mentor young people and they create connections. Um, word of mouth is is one of our biggest supporters and our biggest advertisers. Um, so I, and and even for for young people who are are seeking support and seeking services, um, as as well as folks who are looking at volunteering or, or just knowing that we exist, is arguably one of one of the easiest and and biggest ways that uh, that folks can support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. I feel like I'm so inspired right now. I'm like ready to sign up. I'm like, where do I put my name? That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and let us know all about Big Brothers Big Sisters. We've loved having you on the podcast and hearing about all the amazing programs and opportunities that you guys offer. So I think unless there's anything anybody else wants to say. Yeah, I also want to want to thank all the, the listeners there and, and thank you, um, Orlean and um, Victoria for, for having me on. It's It's been fantastic. It's It's been tons of fun. Um, I really appreciate you both thinking about our organization. Again, word of mouth is, is one of the, the biggest parts of it. Um, you know, be, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. And uh, if you have any other questions or anything, again, please always feel free to give me a call, shoot me an email. And uh, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. I think we will end it here. And thank you so much, Graham. And thanks, everybody, for listening.